Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. I'm not here to double dutch around faith. Either you say you believe what you sing in these songs every Sunday and every Thursday, or you don't. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, We release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey lady, it's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. All right, lady, today we have a very special guest in Cultivating Her Space. She's a Nigerian American Emmy nominated actress, comedian, and writer. And in her new faith-based advice book, Bamboozled by Jesus, How God Tricked Me into the Life of My Dreams, she shows us what it's like to love God wholeheartedly, maintain your swag, and live life abundantly. On television, she stars in HBO's critically acclaimed comedy series, Insecure. A distinguished stand-up comedian, 
Yvonne previously opened for Chris Rock on various stops of his Total Blackout Tour and headlined her first comedy tour, Lagos to Laurel, at the top of 2020. You can currently see her in the Hulu film Vacation Friends alongside Lil Rail. All right, all right, Yvonne Orji, welcome to Cultivating Her Space. How you all doing? I was like, she got everything. You can also watch the comedy special on HBO Max, Mama, I Made hey. It. So. Yes. Yes, yes, I love to see it. <laughs> yes, we're so happy to have you here. I'm excited to be here. I'm loving it. Y'all can't see the background, but she got the and still I rise. My, I was like, is that a mural? Does she, she paint that? Is that? I'm trying to figure out. She's in the Garden of Eden, and I'm trying to figure out how she got the install, installation in her backyard. But it's cool. I'm, I'm taking notes. Thank you, girl. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. So <laughs> we're going to go into our quote of the day. So Yvonne, you will recognize this quote of the day because these are your words. Hey, let's go. God has custom designed your life to magnificent. And by default, the magnificent is uncertain, daring, and downright scary. I love that quote. So before I like put my spin and my interpretation on it, those are your words. So mm-hmm. I, I want to hear from you for those folks who haven't checked out your book yet, because that's where we found it. Right. That's where that mm-hmm. quote comes from. So for folks who haven't checked out your book yet. What inspired this particular quote? Yeah. So for the folks who haven't checked out the book, you slipping. Okay. That's for real. For real, for real. I don't know what, Come go on. to your local, wherever you get books at and order bamboos about these. Yes. Really where I, where, what, where that came from is a lot of times where we think of like, I want to do something amazing. I want to do something magnificent. I want to do something dope. And it's like, yeah, recognize what comes with that. Cause a lot of times it sounds, it sounds good and it is going to be good, but we don't understand that like, you know, the magnificent, if everybody could, if everybody was walking in magnificence, it costs something to walk in the magnificence. It costs something. I think people were just like, yeah, I want to pop. And it's like, no, it costs something. Nobody is an overnight success. Nobody. Even the people that you just found out about, it costs them something for you to just be finding them about, about them. Like, I think of D-Nice. Like, D-Nice has been a DJ for forever, okay? Forever. And quarantine, yes. he just did what he's always been doing. And it just so happened that it was the right time and it was the right space. And it, I mean, his life has literally ex- like exponentially increased to be magnificent. But he'd been here. He'd been here before, y'all. He'd been around. Right. Y'all just didn't know about him because while y'all were doing your thing, he was grinding and doing his thing and just putting one foot in front of the other. And like, I think people don't, when I say it's downright daring, it's risky, it, I think people take that out of it because saying, like, I want something to be dope, I want something to be amazing, I want something to be magnificent, again, they don't think that requires a sacrifice. They don't think that requires gangstardness. And especially when you add faith into it, it's just like, but God, like, this shouldn't be this hard. It's like, who's up? Who, what? Who said? When? Okay. Right. Because well, okay. what person about you have? Because I have, I have the message, and it breaks it very much down. It's like in this world, you will have trouble. <laughs> I don't know how how much plainer that needs to be. I don't know how much more yes. of a straight shooter. But he was like, take heart, 
Because I overcame the world, but I think people are like, well, that don't apply to me. Or how much trouble? You know, haven't I had enough trouble? It's like, you don't, you don't get to put <laughs> the beginning and the end to your trouble. Like, that's not, that's not, that's kind of not how this works. So that, that was where I was when I wrote that quote, because I, I think people think that the road that they're living when it gets hard, that it means there's an attack or it means that they're doing something wrong or it means that this isn't what God has for them. And it's just like, no, this is just part of the journey. That is such a good point. That is such a good point. Yeah. I do want to say that our weekend was kind of like Yvonne Orgy weekend because we were watching a movie, reading your book, look, just do, doing all the research, right? Doing all the low-key stalking or whatever. And so in your foreword, your book is amazing, by the way. And I love Thank that you. you read the book for your audio book. I love when authors do that because it felt like we were having a conversation like, hey, girl, you know? And so, yeah, in your foreword, you share a jaw-dropping story. I mean, you got us in the first sentence of the foreword, we were like, oh, I, I'm definitely going to tune in where you're talking about how you were born holding your mom's IUD mm-hmm. and how that was your first taste of being bamboozled by Jesus. So aside from your birth, can you talk to us about what were some of the other or maybe what was the most surprising bamboozlement in your life? Yeah. Outside of that, because that is an opening right there. Yeah. I mean, I don't it doesn't get much more gangster than I was born holding my mom's IUD in my head. I feel like no. Celine, Celine, that was when Celine got bamboozled. Like, y'all trying to keep me away? Y'all, y'all thought I, y'all thought you was done? Nah. Like it was <laughs> So I think my mama got bamboozled for sure on that one. But I tell that story in there because the thing that you weren't expecting or the thing that you thought was over with. That's what God will come at you with the okie doke, and you'd be like, "Wait, this?" Like, you know, so many people have. Oh, I just make cakes for my friends on their birthdays, and it's like, yes. Also, you're supposed to open a bakery. <laughs> like, wait, what? You know, I mean, it's just, it's the bamboozlement that comes from like, surely this thing that's easy that comes supernaturally to me, I can't make millions of dollars from that. And it's like, actually, that's a thing. <laughs> and so then, in th- in those cases, you have. That it's not the talent that's the hindrance. It's the belief that the talent is worthy enough for, you know, people to buy into it. And so Ooh, then it's like, it's actually, come on. Because I've I, I run into people. I, I, it's funny, in the last year, I heard somebody say, like, as a Nigerian, we are so, like, success is the only option. Failure is not. Like, it's just, and we just keep going. And I heard somebody say for the first time, like, my, I know people who are afraid of failure. I never met somebody who was afraid of success. And I was like, wait, what? And I met her and I was just like, huh? I, I, I literally was like, I need you to break it down for me because I don't, I don't know what you need. And she was just like, it's just like, if you're successful, like, what does that look like? And then like, what does that mean when like you're the successful in your family? I'm like things that I never thought of. Like I was like, let me just be successful. We figure it out. We figure out the rest later. But for her, it was just like I don't. I'm nervous. I'm scared of of being so amazing. And I was like, oh my god! And you know, and she is amazing in every way, shape, or form. And by the grace of God, she's leaned into her talents. And it's, she's like, you know, quit her job. She's now an entrepreneur, and she's soaring. But it was such a moment of vulnerability and it's such a uh, eye-opening moment for me because I was like, I've never experienced this other version, but living in it, it's kind of like, I understand what she means because I'm living in it and all those problems that she alluded to exist 
but they were never the thing that was going to keep me from still being successful. You know what right. I mean? I don't know if I'm mm-hmm. if I'm being clear yeah. or making sense yeah. in that way. It was just like, oh, people really stop shy of success because of the things that come with success. No, let me just be successful yeah. and then we're going to figure out how to deal with those things that come with Right. Success. I'll cross that bridge when I get there. <laughs> when we get there. <laughs> and so in my bamboozlement, for me, I was just like afraid of rejection. I was just afraid of like, don't don't make a fool out of me, God. Right. And so when he told me after I, you know, while I'm in the middle of getting my master's degree to enter a beauty pageant and do comedy as my talent, I was like, wait, what? Not the chick who was bullied for most of her, you know, childhood. And so still suffers from people pleasing, still suffers from like fear of rejection. Like you want me to put myself on a stage where the first thing people do if you're not funny is boo. How that work? I don't want it. Nah, fam. Ooh. We good. You, you oh, yes. good. And I had I got saved my freshman year of college. I was 17. So by the time the pageant came around, I was 20, maybe 22. And God was like, yo, I'm not, I'm really not going back and forth with you on this. I'm not, I'm not here to double dutch around faith. Either you say you believe what you sing in these songs every Sunday and every Thursday or you don't. And so let me know now, because I'm really looking for soldiers, and I thought you was one. And so if you're not, like, it's cool, I'm going to just find somebody else. And I was like, oh, first of all, I don't like your tone. Second of all, get, like, like you got to give me a second to think about it. Like, you know I'm going to do what you tell me to do. But I need oh, a moment well. to process, fam. Like, right. what does this mean? And I, I think when I did sit down and process, it was like, you know that moment where you were just like, maybe he knows more about me than I know about mm-hmm. and I had to leave. I had to really tap into it. It was a faith walk. I was like, yo, what, what does he know? It's, and I write in the book, it's like when Mary goes up to Jesus, it's like, yo, they ran into wine. And he was like, what that got to do with me? The, the time and the hour has not come. And she was like, cool, 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 cool. And she just goes straight to the disciples. It's like, yo, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And it's like, well, well that's not what he said. He didn't say he was going to do nothing. He said, why are you, why are you telling me about this, this wedding that's, that's whack right now? And she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I, there is something she knew. And I think once we get to the place where like, there's something we got to know about God that he may not outright say, but there's something he know that we may not know, but lean into that. And it's kind of like, you know, everybody has a parent or a parent figure. And it's just like, you know, when they give you a look, it's like, I don't know. I mean, she on the phone, but she gave me a look. I'm, I'm going to say that look is don't bother me right now because as soon as I hang up, it's not going to end well for you. So mm-hmm. ah, they didn't have to say anything. They didn't have to say anything. But you, there's something you knew about your relationship with that parent figure. And it's like, uh, wisdom cried out and wisdom told me I don't want to get beat. So let me respect myself. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans. And it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. 
Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the Rich Black Auntie. It was good. Now, you know, Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. <laughs> I love that. What I appreciate is how you in, in your book and even in this conversation right now, like I am loving how you are taking your, how you use your faith and you really integrate that into every conversation. And it's not a conversation where like, you know, where some folks are in a space where they feel as if the person they're talking to is pushing religion on them. And but what's so beautiful about speaking with you is that you make it so relatable, right? Like you use those real life examples that every one of us, like if we really step back and think about it, 
we it makes sense. We can identify with it. If, if it's not us, then we know somebody who did it. Right. And so this is clearly your passion. This is your gift. This is your talent. Right. What was it like to really have this conversation with your parents about mm-hmm. mama? This is what I'm about to do. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't easy. It wasn't. And, and here's, it wasn't easy for a lot of reasons. Right. It wasn't easy because there was no path, right? It wasn't like I can be like, so I'm going to make people laugh for a living around month 10 is going to pop. And then around year two is really going to pop. And then give it like four years. And like, there's no, there's no pathway, right? So, and they're, they're, they're immigrant parents who came here to give us a pathway, right? They were like, you're going to come here. You're going to go to school. You're going to get a good job. You're going to retire us. Like, this is our path. <laughs> like, we know we know this blueprint very well. And now you're just throwing a hole in the blueprint. And we also don't know. And then you don't have a blueprint for the hole that you're throwing in our blueprint. So what, what kind of sense does that make? We sacrifice. And now you're taking us all the way back. Because <laughs> now you say you want to sacrifice. How, Sway? You know what I'm saying? This is like, no, you can't have two generations of sacrificers. And I honestly didn't have, you know, a lot of times we, we want, we are a generation that likes to have like our ducks in a row. We, we want to be able to kind of like, I like to say, I don't need an inciting incident to no longer be in relationship with people. Cause you know, sometimes people will, like are looking for an inciting incident. Like, okay, well, why well, this, did they do something? It's like, I mean, I don't want to get to the point where they did something. My spirit. <laughs> it, my intuition is saying something is off. And before we get to an exciting incident, which means that it's probably going to be irreparable, let's just say, hey, something's off a little bit. And I, I yes. and that's okay. We can trust that something's off and maybe we're not being honest with what that is. And I can't force anyone to do that. So how about we just take a, a time out? And if nothing is wrong, we'll find our way back to each other. We're, we're keeping the door of love and grace and goodness open. But people are like, they have those feelings and it's like, I'm going to her to do something. And it's like, why? Now, now it's just negative energy. It's just, now it's like, you so never going to come back from it. Oh, yeah. And so I, I just, I don't, I didn't have, I, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer. I don't have anything other than I know I don't want to be the thing that you all want me to be that much. I know. I really don't know what this road is going to do, but I do know that I want to explore it. And, you know, there's a chapter in the book called Faith is Fear is Food Poisoning, but Regret is Herpes. And I say that because, you know, fear, yeah, I had, I was afraid to tell my parents, like, I want to be a doctor. All right, what you want to be? I don't know yet. What? That don't, like, that is, that's crazy. And that sounds like you're on crack and you're unhinged. But I just was like, you know, I do know that God deposited a seed into me and I just want to see how far it'll grow. And if it never grows, at least I can say with uh, with certainty, I try to think I could always go back to school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, by the grace of God, if I got enough time and enough days, I can do the thing. I can figure something else out. But what if there was something here and I didn't do it. Like in the back of my mind, that's not, that's, 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 you know, regret that turns into herpes. Cause you can, you can downplay it. You can put on an ointment, you can, you know, but then you don't get a flare up. And at some point that flare up going to be 
you looking at somebody living in your dream and being mad and there's nothing you can do about it. And so, yeah, it wasn't easy to be like, hey, mom and dad, I'm crushing your dreams, but let's see. <laughs> but that's the beauty of being in America. I'm like, in, in hindsight, I'm actually doing the thing that you all came to America for me to do. Exactly. You just didn't know that that was a possibility and actually neither did I. But I met God along the way and he showed me more than you knew and more than I knew. And I'm glad I listened. And I think now I think they would say, I'm really glad you listened too. <laughs> I know that's right. And you got your two degrees along the way too, which was amazing. So I'm like, go ahead, girl. And now, I, I do all the time. I said, these degrees don't expire. They don't. There you go. They don't expire. Exactly. I mean, I may need a booster shot. Hey. Like this, uh, like <laughs> coronavirus. I may need a, a booster, <laughs> a little booster like, here and there. You know what I'm saying? Just to like, re up to like, what's going on in the world of public health today? But if I ever needed to tap back in, like, I know enough. I know enough. Exactly. I know enough. I will say you are in good company today because Dr. Dom and myself, we are recovering perfectionists. I like to say we're in recovery. Yes. And even though we're in recovery, we're still a work in progress. So what has been one of the most useful strategies that you and your therapist have worked on when it comes to you combating perfectionism? So I know you've talked about this before. Yes. And I, I talk about it in the book. It is, it is this thing of letting go because like you also choke out the fun and stuff when you're trying to be a perfectionist. Like, there's God works best when you leave room in the middle of whatever it is that you're doing for spontaneity and curiosity and for him to, it's kind of like, I, I say it like this, if Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac and he was like, yo, I, I want to be a perfect man of God. I want to have perfect faith. And he heard God say, okay, now find you a ram in the bush. And he was like, nope, that's, that's the opposite of perfect. I am, I got Jesus, he's not schizophrenic. So I know God is not schizophrenic. So I'm going to sacrifice this child. And I know you're going to give, you know, my boo thing another one. He'd have lost out on having his son. Because that's what perfectionism is. Perfectionism is like, I'm going to do it my way. It's going to be great. And it's going to be that. And it's just like. Or, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do my all. Hey, God. Hey, I'm checking back in. Like, what do you think about that? Like, I really like that color. But what about, okay, you know, you're right. Because somebody else has that color. So I don't want there to be confusion in the marketplace. That was really good. Okay, cool. I'm glad, I'm glad I checked in with you. Okay, cool. So, like, it's like you have the conversation. And I, I'm, I'm silly enough to bring God into multiple aspects. Like, that's a real conversation. I'm like, God, what should I wear on this date? you right. I don't want to look too thirsty. Cool. Let me, <laughs> let me grab this other one. And it's just, and it's just keeping it real. It's just keeping it real. Or sometimes it's like, actually, you've been in sweat this whole time. Like, let's get that. All right. You know what? You, okay, because I'm a little thick now. Okay, cool. Let me get this joint. Like, it goes both ways. Like, it's not, it's him just being like, listen, you said you wanted to try something new. So why don't you try this thing? And it's like, I, I will do that. And perfectionism requires just rigidity. Right. It's like I made a plan. I set a goal. I'm going to do it. And for, I think, a period in our life, there is a version where being a perfectionist helps, but it's not sustainable. Right. And I think in Mm -hmm. every, I think in everything, anytime you go to extremes, it's never great. When people are like, I'm type A and I was like, okay, well, that's not great either. You know what I mean? Like it's helpful. It's good that you're a planner. It's good that you are able to like put distance in play, but like, when do you have fun? You know, it's like, okay, well, when do you balance that with 
something else, right? And so I think for me, realizing that like my perfectionism was actually tied to like needing to be in control, needing to like have everything in order and in line. And it's like, I can't let anything drop. And it's like, but now you got, you got shoulder problems and neck problems because you've been holding everything up. And so it's just like, what I remember my, my therapist one time, she was like, I want you to be messy. And I was like, why would I, why would I do that? I'm like, that's the wrong advice. And she was like, no, I want you to be messy. I was like, but there are consequences to being messy. And she was like, okay. And it was like, I don't understand. I thought people were supposed to live lives that aren't complicated. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And it, but she was just like, I mean, what? it's not like you're going to go out here and stab somebody. Like, I'm not telling you to do something ridiculous. I'm just telling you to, like, leave room for things to not go exactly as planned. And then deal with those consequences, good or bad, when they arise. Exactly. Like, <laughs> you just said, mm. I was like, I don't so know. Powerful. I'm gonna have to find another therapist. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite so question. Valuable. My favorite question is, what's the worst that can happen? And when right. you think about what's the worst that could happen, chances are it's not that bad after all. But it's or not you can handle the, it. The, and the thing about it is, you actually really don't have an answer to what the worst that can happen is. Because the, the reality is the people who are answering that question, they're creating the worst that can happen, right? It's, right. it's actually not even an option. They're like, well, then what if? And it's just like, well, what evidence do you have to show that that could happen? Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. I don't know. Like, mm, exactly. Not, a, <laughs> not an option. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's no, why that's I asked the point. question. Because they can't, once they answer it, you're exactly right. They realize, oh, either one, I'm make like I'm really making exaggerating how bad this will really be, or I am fully capable of dealing with whatever gets presented to me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Yvonne, we wanna we wanna shift up the energy of this interview a little bit, okay? Mm, oh, and the shift and the change, <laughs> Lord. Okay. We're gonna shift it up a little bit, and because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be classy and ratchet. It's okay oh, yes. to be R- ratchet know, and righteous. I, I live by. There you go. That, see, that's what we talk about. And see, we believe that you can be elegant. And you can dance to strip club music. And so we want to invite you to the OU Clatchet segment. So do you take on the challenge? Oh, you Clatchet? Okay. Oh, you okay. Clatchet. Let's, let's, let's. Oh, <laughs> see, this could not end well for one of us. So let's see. <laughs> well, maybe we should just start off with the real juicy one. So we heard through the grapevine that your stripper name would be Chocolate Testimony, okay? <laughs> we heard this from where. Yes. Because I will be dropping it low and dropping that word. Like, do you know him? Do you know him, though? Oh, my God. Okay, so all you got to do is say this prayer with me. And I will be dropping it low. Yes. See, okay. No, okay. What would your walk-up song be? Ooh. Chocolate Testimony to the stage. What song are they playing? Drop it low for Jesus. For Jesus. Hey. Get it, Daddy yeah. <laughs> That yes. is the best. That is epic. Okay. Yes. Mic okay. drop. I love it. Drop it. I mean, if you want to drop it, he said, whatever you do, do it in the name. And so I'm like, yeah, drop it over Jesus. 
So I, I think that a chocolate testimony, I think that already answers our next question, but we're going to go on ahead with it. All right. Okay. So chocolate testimony, are you going to twerk or two-step? I'm a body roll. Ooh. I'm a body roll. Okay. Yeah, I like I'm that. Just, I like how you switch that up on us. Yes. Jesse Wine, body roll. Just, yeah, you know, you got you to gotta protect your neck, your, your knees and your back. You know what I'm saying? You're right. Tribute is a hard life. You know, so I hear it. So you got to make sure the body you got to make sure you are right. right. That is you right. <laughs> you know, protect your core, protect your knee and your back. Come yes. <laughs> now, what's the most significant des- decision you've made in the past year? To do less. That was hard too. I'm not gonna front. Yeah. Like I, I'm, like I say in the book, sometimes I'm like, I feel like I got a baby on my back, and you know, I'm, I'm running up here. Like I'm like, yeah, I can't do it. No problem. It's like actually, I don't want to do it. <laughs> like I, and and it's not because you know I grew up in a in a culture that's very performative, right? It's very like love is perform is performative. Like we would like you if you do this, you know. And, and I'm just like, dang, like so. Then it's just like it keeps you in the rat race of doing and giving and being and performing and achieving and excelling. And it's like, okay, but for what though? Like. If I got to do all that to be loved or accepted, it's like, oh, I, I need a different version of that. Or or to feel appreciated or accepted by myself. It's like, no, like, I'm enough. Like, he died. He was, he shed his blood on the cross. I'm good. Like, if I don't do nothing, you know, we talking about Jesus. If you don't do nothing else for me, you still enough. But it's just like, we don't apply that to ourselves. Like, if you don't do nothing else, like you Gucci, like you did it, like you've done the hard things. I'm proud of you. Like we don't talk to ourselves like that. And I think that's unfair to ourselves. And so for me, I just, I hit a point where I'm like, I've been so many, so often we wait for retirement to rest. And I was like, yeah, now that's not gonna work. I'm gonna rest now. I'm gonna rest now. I can pick it back up later and keep keep going, but I'm gonna rest. We we're the only ones we don't do that with. We, our cars literally like every two thousand miles we're getting jiffy loop like so we know we hit <laughs> roadblocks where we gotta go get an oil change. We gotta yes. you know rotate the tires. We we gotta do that. We're the only ones that be like yeah. And then at the end of twenty years, uh, I think I can finally take that vacation. It's like huh? Who what? <laughs> if our cars can go twenty years without right. an oil change. Why do Ooh. we think we can go eight months without rest? Eight months exactly. without a vacation? Eight months without a massage? Eight months without just having a lazy weekend? Like, I, I mean, yes. listen, I, I'm, I'm speaking of somebody who didn't know what to do in stillness. I was like, oh, I feel lazy. And my therapist is like, do you feel lazy or is your body just finally in a state of rest after mm. almost a decade of work? And I was like, I mean, I like the framing of that, but I do still feel lazy. Like, and it was just like, <laughs> I had to, I had to rework my mind. You know, the Bible tells us like to, to transform our minds. And the, the, the old version of me was like, as long as you work, as long as you grind. It's like, it didn't say like, are you happy in the work that you're doing? Are you happy in the grind that you're doing? Are you fulfilled? Are you, it's just like, but I gotta be grinding. It's like, yeah, man, I'm busy. I'm sorry. I can't come to your event. And it's just like the busy, the sexiness, the busyness is what keeps us going. And it's just like, yeah, because, you know, once I wrap this project, I got to make sure I have another project to tell people that I'm on. And then it's like, do I? Why are they be like, I'm traveling? 
contract and I'm happy. <laughs> and when I get back, I'm sure I'll have another job or I'm creating. I don't know yet. Like, it's just like, I got off. Like, this is what we worked hard for. And then we're not even going to take advantage of it. How'd that work? That is beautiful. So inspiring. Do I less. love that. Yes. Yes. Rest. Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely get I your mean, rest. Jesus did it. We talk about, you we talk about like, he's he the foundation of the world. And on the seventh day, he was like, all right, I'm going to tap out. Y'all right? did, you got this? <laughs> cool. <laughs> but <laughs> we're like, yeah, but he can do that because he's Jesus. But like, I can't because my job doesn't understand. It's like, no, you haven't, you know, my pastor used to say everything in life is trained or be trained. That's in relationships, Ooh. that's in work, that's in, like, we are triumphantly training people on how to receive us, on what we gonna do and what we not gonna do, and vice versa. And if you make rest a priority, then people already know what to expect when they get you. You know, it's like, hey guys, I am fully committed to this. When I am here, the five days you get me for these eight hours, I will give you my absolute best. And you will think I work 14 hours. However, I'm gonna give it to you for eight. So, you know, and it's just like, I, now yes. every job, I don't know if you can do that in every job. That's why I'm not in corporate America. So God bless y'all. But I do feel like, you know, but I think it's the same way. Like with me, I get asked all the time, like, yo, how are you able to, you know, still love God and be an actress in Hollywood? And I'm like, I didn't know I had to choose. Because I train mm. people to know that I'm, you don't get both. You don't get, yes. you don't get this love of Jesus and you don't get this bomb actress. I don't, I don't know how to separate the two because, like, he's the only reason why you know me. So, but at the same time, I'm not like, and then Jesus said, it's like, that's crazy. I don't, I'm not that kind of person. <laughs> God bless the people who are. I'm, I'm, that's yeah. not the relationship we That's have. not you. Yep. This is, it can't be me. I don't want it to be me, honestly. I'm like, if you don't know how I love him by now, then I don't know what you've been doing. So I don't have to, like, I don't have to beat it over the head, but, like, my book is called Baby by Jesus. So, there we go. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) So Yvonne, we have one more question for you, potentially. Okay. What's the one question or topic you wished people asked you about more often? I don't know that I have a thing. I don't know that I have a thing. I'm like, you know, why didn't nobody ask me that? I don't know. It's funny because I've been doing press for vacation first, and there's a thing where Oh no, it was it was that, but just in press preparation presence for the book and it we were talking about like, you know, people just know either what to expect or what not to do. And I was like, Yeah, I mean, nobody has ever offered me cocaine. Like I don't know why. Like nobody's ever offered me just hard heroin. Nobody. <laughs> and not that I want it, but it, it it's just that thing of I think uh, what I was talking about was, you know, Christians being so afraid to go into places that are not so homogeneously Christian. And I was just like, well, what's the fear? Like, what's the fear? Because I'm like, like, it's easy to be Christian amongst other Christians. Like, like, are, if you're so full of what you already know, like, you can, you can navigate spaces that, and then you bring, <laughs> you bring you into it. Not to say you got to come in and proselytize, but like, what's the fear? You know what I mean? Like when I go, no one's be like, hey, you want a threesome? Like no one's ever asked me that. Like why? <laughs> why haven't nobody asked me that for that? Because they After know how we're going to go down. You know what I mean? And <laughs> right, so, right. and it's like, I don't have to go in there and be like, what I'm not going to do. And it's just like, 
you don't have to do all that. It's like the essence and the aura of who you are shows up before you do that. And I think it's just interesting. A lot of times when you meet Christians and it's just like, man, you know, my pastor used to say, they're so heavenly focused that they're no earthly good. And it's just like that, that sucks because it's like, man, you could, you could actually do so much more for the kingdom if you were like acceptable. You know, if you were, if you were actually someone that people could come to and be like, Hey, I had a question about faith and I, I don't know. It may be a stupid question, but what do you think about this? And giving a real like human answer, right? I think so many times in church, we give like the church answer or we give the thing that's like, you want to make God proud with this answer. It's like, what? Like, be a human. I think, right? For me, I meet so many church people, but not so many people who are in relationship with God. And there's a difference. There's a difference. That is so amazing. We just want to thank you so much for your wisdom, your energy, and just your spirit, Yvonne. You are such a beautiful person, and we know that you are going to go far and reach all your goals because of the energy that you have. So we'd love for you to tell our listeners where they can find you, what to look out for, and how they can support you right now in your life. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. Again, I do want that backdrop, and I do want all your edges and your the buns. Like, I want everything that's going on. I got you. Negro spiritual. I got you. <laughs> Not I'm talking about you, too. So anyway, you can find me on all social media at Yvonne Orgy. You can find the book, Bamboozled by Jesus, on Amazon, Barnes Noble, your local small business, your local bookstore, Black-owned. You go to bamboozledbyjesus.com. We actually have a, a directory of, like, different places to with the book. Yeah, I think that's about it. You can find my comedy special, Mama I Made It on HBO Max. You can find Vacation Friends on the movie on Hulu. You can find season five of Insecure on HBO coming out this October. Don't know what date yet, but this October. And yeah, look out for other stuff that I'm doing. <laughs> hey, lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory psychology today or contact your insurance provider if you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going visit our website cultivatingherspace.com and be sure to click the patreon tab to get access to video content bonuses and our weekly after show and before we meet again repeat after me greatness is my birthright so i no longer ask for permission Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.